Antibody tests prove that COVID-19 isn't as deadly as anticipated. Marco Rubio responds to Nancy Pelosi's ice cream refrigerator. And the Obama administration may have funded the Wahoom lab responsible for the COVID-19 outbreak. We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to America the Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino, where we go through everything in the news today. Now let's get into this. Listen to the governor of Michigan threaten the lockdown protesters with longer lockdowns. This woman's insane. Listen to this. I think the thing that I'm concerned most about, and that I think my fellow governors are as well, is a resurgence. When you see a, you know, a political rally, that's what it was yesterday. A political rally like that where people aren't wearing masks and they're in close quarters and they are touching one political rally it was a protest against your tyrannical leadership you bitch another uh, you know that that's precisely what makes this kind of a disease drag out and expose more people People came and converged together in Lansing, and then they went out back to their homes. You know what? We've heard that same BS time and time again. Remember when in Los Angeles uh, and in Florida, where people flooded the beaches in Florida, where people in Los Angeles, um, they, they flooded the farmer's markets? You remember when that happened? Yeah, there was no massive death and destruction from that spread from those people being together. They told us to wait two weeks three times already, and we haven't seen any effects from that already. Across the state of Michigan, they're, you know, the odds are very high that that's, they're spreading COVID-19 along with it. And so it's that kind of irresponsible action that puts us in this situation where we might have to actually think about extending stay-home orders, which is supposedly what they were protesting. <laughs> oh no well you're gonna extend them because of actions by the pro no 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 no. this woman is trying to flex on her constituents she's trying to say oh if you want to protest some more i'll just extend the lockdowns they think that these politicians think they're so safe behind their gates in their mansions, in the capital, they think they're so safe. But have they ever read a history book? Especially for the whole American philosophy. If you're going to become a tyrannical government, did you did you guys did you not see how many thousands of people in their cars showed up to the protest the other day in Michigan? No army in the world is going to be able to stop that unless you're literally dropping bombs out of airplanes on them. You're not going to be able to stop all those people. You're you're not like if if you're going to keep on with this with this tyranny and you're going to keep on poking the beast and you're going to keep on trying to take people's rights away if they try to fight back, that it's not going to end well for you. I'm sorry. I'm not advocating for violence. I'm not advocating for a massive revolution because I don't think we're going to make it that far. I think things will get – Trump would at least step in before anything like that happens. But these Democrat politicians, they think they're so safe and they're so cozy. But you're not. You don't, you don't have any power at the end of the day. You don't. Because Second Amendment law-abiding citizens, Americans, patriots could easily take your power away any moment they see fit. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, like you don't, you think you, you have this illusion of power. Because you're in a, I guess, uh, seen as a powerful position 
But your power is nothing compared to the power of American patriots standing up against you. You, you don't, I'm sorry, but you're powerless. It, it's we the people. It's, <laughs> we got the power. You don't. <laughs> Unbelievable. These people are something else. Never, never trust these. She, does, she looks like someone you can't trust. Too much makeup. Ah, maybe that's just me being sexist. Marco Rubio responds to Pelosi's ice cream video. Listen to this. I only have one refrigerator, and I only have half, like half of it is a freezer, right? But I will give you all the ice cream I have in here, Madam Speaker, if you will fund small business and stop holding it hostage. All of this right here, these M&Ms, make it happen. So I'm going to show you the context of this. This is Pelosi on back. James Corden. I'm going to have Pelosi. to leave it kind of muted something. so this way it doesn't get copyrighted claims. So Pelosi, she's standing there smiling. She's got these two semi-trucks in the background. Those are actually her refrigerators. One's a freezer, I'm assuming, or they're both refrigerator freezers. I don't know. And she's showing off her ice cream collection to James Corden and the you know the 30 viewers that are watching James Corden. So that is what it is in reference to. It went viral, the fact that she was showing off her ice cream. I mean, I love my grandma, but I would never want my grandma to run anything in government. Now, instead of Marco Rubio promising Pelosi um, ice cream, he really should have been prom promising her booze. Because right now, Pelosi's clearly, <laughs> you get the meme, the whole alcoholic meme stuff uh, about Pelosi. But... Pelosi's cutting. She's uh, denying. She's not. She's not being a friend to small businesses right now that need the funding. So that's why that meme from Marco Rubio came up, and I think it was pretty funny and pretty clever. I'm gonna actually go right now after filming this clip. I'm gonna go do my own. I'm gonna remake the Marco Rubio one, but just go do it with booze. <laughs> so I mean that that that's where we're at. Uh, let's watch a little bit more of the clip from the James Corden interview because Pelosi's always a character. She, she's always like, uh, you know, let's listen. From her home for a little late, late show and tell. Uh, Speaker Pelosi, what have you found? What are you going to share with us from your home? Chocolate. Chocolate. Really? Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate candy. Oh, wow. And <laughs> even James Corden's like, oh, wow. She's just showing off chocolate. Obviously, Pelosi, when you have refrigerators this big, you're obviously in a a very large mansion. Let's see, Pelosi's house. She is out of touch with society. So this is the problem with a lot of these politicians. They become so rich. I think her, her net worth is, it says 16 million. I think she actually has a bigger net worth than that. But this is the problem with, let me see, Nancy Pelosi's net worth. Yeah, it just says 16. I could have sworn. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, it says no, Nancy's. Okay, it's not 200 million. Okay, at least 16 million net worth, people are saying. There's another one that says 120 million, according to CelebrityNetWorth.com, and her salary is only 200000 Re Regardless, she is insanely rich. Trump responds to the Obama administration giving money to the Wuhan lab where apparently the COVID-19 virus was created. Listen to this. President, U.S. intelligence is saying this week that the coronavirus likely came from a level four lab in Wuhan. 
there's also another report that the NIH under the Obama administration in 2015 gave that lab $3.7 million in a grant. Why would the U.S. give a grant like that to China? Uh, the Obama administration gave them a grant of $3.7 I've been hearing about that. Uh, and we've instructed that if any grants are going to that uh, area, we're looking at it literally about an hour ago and also early in the morning. Uh, we will end that grant very quickly. But it was granted quite a while ago. They were granted a substantial amount of money. Uh, we're going to look at it and take a look, but I understand it was a number of years ago, right? So when, you are. When did you hear? When did you hear was the grant was made? 2015. 2015. Who was president then? I wonder. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, this obviously gives a lot of. <laughs> I don't like to get into too much of the weeds with the deep state theory. Obviously, anyone can take this and say, oh, uh, Obama administration gave $3.7 million grant to the Wuhan lab that has COVID-19. It's all become part of the deep state, and that's how it got out, and it was created for this specific purpose. I mean, obviously, anybody can get into the weeds with the, that whole theory. Is it possible? I don't know the protocol. It's only three point seven million at the end of the day. Who, who, who knows who is even controlling that? But uh, let, let's read what this says. Revealed U.S. government gave three point seven million dollar grant to the Wuhan lab at Center of Coronavirus Leak Scrutiny that was performing experiments on bats from the caves where the disease is believed to have been originated. The U.S. National Institute of Health and government agencies awarded $3.7 million research grant to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The lab is a center of several conspiracy theories that suggest it originated as a source of the COVID-19 outbreak. The institute experimented on bats from a source of the coronavirus. They were captured more than 1,000 miles away. Uh, sequencing of the COVID-19 genome has traced it to bats in the Yuan cave. The U.S. government founded research of coronavirus transmission in their lab over the past decade. So if it is true, if it did come from the lab, it probably got out by mistake. It is. <laughs> these are the scenarios. Me, personally, I don't seem to so much care about how or where it came from because we're already dealing with it. And we're never going to know for certain for certain when and where or how it came about because I don't trust our government to even give us the truth anymore. Obviously, you can't trust the Chinese government to give you anything. It is just as probable that it just mutated in a wet market. It is just as probable that it got out of a lab as the you know they were doing experiments on it. and It could have just got out. That's entirely possible. It's impossible there's a combination of both of those things. It is also entirely impossible that China released it <laughs> on their own population to get rid of the uh, old and already dying people. That is another possibility. It is possible that it's just the whole thing was just a total accident and things just happened. It doesn't matter. It's There's so many possibilities. You're going to bring yourself into this hole where you're focusing too much on something that's already done and that can't be changed. I guess it is important to know when you're moving forward to prevent these things from happening. But at the end of the day, it's 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 not something I will personally ever have a definitive answer to because I just can't trust anything. It could easily be our own government uh, 
trying to pin it more on China as much as possible. It could be that deep state CIA, FBI, whatever, just trying to figure these things out, just to say, oh, we got to just pin this on China more to fuel the anti-China stuff. I mean, that's stuff, that, that stuff that's normal in government. It's happened time and time before where... A little bit of framing here, a little bit of framing there, or a little bit of um, spread a little bit of fake news there just to build up the population to have a hatred more for the Chinese government, uh, which which I think we already pretty much hate the Chinese government regardless. I don't even think this just adds a little bit of icing on the cake. So that's nothing new for our own government to wanna want us to have those emotions even more against the Chinese government. That's why I don't really trust the sources so much that it came from the lab it is still entirely possible but that that's my two cents i just i just don't trust anyone or anything anymore unless i can see the solid evidence and facts and data and go through where that data and do my own full-on analysis and that's why i like to talk to you guys because i like to do my own analysis Find out all the facts all the information and then try to decipher that and relay it back to you because we're only getting bits and pieces of what they, in quotes, of what they want us to know, what they want us to see, what they want us to believe. And it's really tough to get to the bottom of everything, especially when the government says one thing, the mainstream media says another thing, Trump says another thing, the reporters say this, the internet says that, the theories say this, and you know, you get into this whole 5G conspiracy, and you, you really try to, you really start to dig into the weeds. And you're not really helping anybody at that point. You're not really uncovering or digging up anything uh, beneficial at that point. At that point, you're just you're just you're just digging deep and trying to figure things out. But I like to stay up on the surface level, and you stay up on the top, and you say to yourself, "This is what we're dealing with. This is the data that they're giving us. We know the data they're giving us is X. I don't trust the data. Oh wait, look, they just give me more reason to not trust the data." Oh, guess what? We did the antibody samples and we found out this. And now you're on the surface level of things that are more uh, n- more grounded with facts and data, uh, facts and data, and you can figure it out. You know, we know that the real number is not three to five percent mortality rate. The real mortality rate is probably well under one percent, probably about one point one percent or lower. We know that for a fact. We know that the the data and the graph and the charts they're giving us are just totally misleading. We know some of this stuff uh, that they're giving us is BS, and we're able to disprove this the BS that they're giving us directly with all the data and all the numbers that we know are more factual or more probable. But then when you're just digging into the weeds, into the conspiracy territory, it's hard to come up with those solid solutions and those solid analysis. That's why I stay away from all those 5G conspiracy theories. I don't know what the consensus is on that if most people believe it. I don't even, I haven't, I'll be honest with you, I haven't done any of my research on any of that 5G stuff, nor do I personally care about it unless something crazy starts to happen. Maybe I'll give it a little look into it because now I'm a little bit curious myself. But yeah, I guess try to try your best to stay on the surface level because a lot of times you see the left and you see the doomsdayers on the right. They'll try to put you in this box. And for one example, I got into a little bit of an argument with Raheem, uh, Rashim, uh, what's his name? How am I forgetting his name? I'm, I'm, I know him personally. Ra- Raheem uh, Kazim. 
I got into a little bit of a Twitter thing with him. It was short-lived. I know him personally. But immediately he tried to put me in the box. He's like, oh, you're one of those COVID-19 truthers. And I don't even consider myself a truther. I don't even try to consider myself a truther. I don't consider myself in, in any of those boxes because when you put yourself, when someone puts you in that box where, oh, you're just a COVID-19 truther, you're putting me in the box with these other people who are blaming it on 5G. You're putting me in, the, in this box of people who think that the, the virus is not existent, that the whole thing is a fraud and a hoax. And that's a leftist tactic right there where they put you in these boxes because now they're they're trying to divert the conversation from, oh, you, you, we need to talk about this conversation. We need to uh, find the solution. And they put you on a defense because now you're trying to get yourself out of this box. And that's – I'm not a fan of those tactics. I, I try my best to avoid those. I don't think I've ever even done those tactics to somebody else. So – that's what I try to avoid. That's why I try to stay out of the weeds with a lot of these uh, deep down and digging them down conspiracies, even though they could be completely true and probable. Probable. It's just you got to. I, I personally try my best to stay out of those boxes or to prevent people from um, not putting me in those boxes. And it's just, you know, it, it, I, I advise to you if you're trying to debate with somebody and if you want to have an actual honest and intellectual debate, don't put people in the boxes. Stay on the surface level and talk about what really matters. Don't even bother putting them on the, on the defense so much. It's, it's, uh, it's cheap tactics, in my opinion. You want to break down what people are saying. You want to get them talking and try to find out pieces in their arguments that don't make any sense or something they say to you that actually backs up your claim. And that's how you kind of win it all. But for the low IQ, for the people who don't really have enough confidence in their own arguments or they see themselves easily becoming defeated and they feel themselves backed against the wall that's when they jump to those tactics of putting you in a box so that's why i stay away from the conspiracy stuff because that's an easy box to put people in to to justify why they're right and why you're wrong because now while you're trying to figure out get yourself to stop associating with people who are blaming this all on 5G or don't think it's even a real virus. You're fighting to say you're not one of those people when the conversation should be about the virus isn't as deadly as it's, as it's foreseen and we don't need to shut down the economy to handle it. That should be the debate, but when they put you in the box, that is <laughs> your, the deba- it's not about that anymore. It's about you getting out of the box. So... Don't fall for those tactics. If they try to throw you in a box, just ignore it. Don't put other people in a box unless you just want to piss them off and just screw with them and play games. I guess you can have fun with it that way. I don't know. (laughs) This is some really good news. Antibody testing estimates that 3% of people in Santa Clara County in California have been infected and recovered. This is at over 50 times plus the confirmed cases in that area. This proves that COVID-19 is more widespread and less dangerous than expected because right now our mortality rate data is uh, based only pretty much on just the confirmed cases 
uh, of people who are being tested, and obviously the people who are being tested are in the more severe spectrum. Uh, This is not accounting for all the mild and all the asymptomatic cases. Once you account for that, then that's when your death rate literally goes down to flu levels. So this is why you have to do antibody testing just spread out randomly on a random survey of the population to get an overall input of what percent of the population has been infected. And once you do that, you find out that the mortality rate is 50 to 100 times lower than what we're being led to believe. And the real problem is, is we're being led to believe that these high mortality rates uh, of three to five percent is is how many people in the country are gonna die because they're like, oh look, three percent of people who get the virus are dying. Yeah, but you're only testing the people that are getting rushed to the emergency room because they have the virus. If a hundred people have the virus and only ten of them show symptoms and three of them get rushed to the ER and one of them dies, you're only testing those ten and you're getting one of them dies. And now you're now your now your rate based on what you it's got 10 10% 10% mortality rate. Yeah, but you're not counting the other 90. That's that's the problem. And and that's the problem these scientists, these idiotic experts are using that as the data they're throwing it on a large scale to to show this massive death and destruction and that's what we based our policies off of anybody with a, a single speck in their brain can look at this data and look at this on the chart and say hey wait this makes no sense at all none of this makes any sense and you guys are phds you guys are doctors do you guys know how to make a graph do you guys know how to analyze data what are you trying to do here do you have an ulterior motive or are you just plain stupid so we're going to read through this covid 19 antibody testing in santa clara county um this was posted on i guess yale but i don't think this was a yale study let me see if it says who did the study uh, let's see. Background addressing COVID-19, a pressing health crisis and social concern to date. Many epidem- epidemiologists' projections and policies addressing COVID-19 have been designed without uh, proper data to inform ep- epidemic uh, parameters. We measure, okay, just talking about how they're doing that. Um, the county was 1.5 and the population weight prevalence was about 3% under the three scenarios the test performed. All right, it's there. The, the full statement, I pretty much summarized everything. These relevant estimates uh, represent a range of 50 to 80,000 people infected in that, that county by early April. 50 to 85 times more than the number of confirmed cases. Conclusion, the population prevalence of SARS-CoV-2, which is COVID-19, antibodies in uh, that county imply that the infection is much more widespread and indicates the number of confirmed cases. Uh, population prevalence estimates can now be used. Um, funding statement. Okay. Yeah, so that's about it. I was right the whole time. All my tweets are aging magnificently well. I've been calling this stuff out since the day one. I, I'm not, I don't think I'm smarter than these scientists. I, I guess I must be. I, you know what? I'm not smarter than them. They're more book smart. I'm sure they know more about viruses than me. But people like us, we have more common sense and critical thinking abilities than these data scientists that we're, we're 
looking at as experts, as, as people we should be listening to. And these doctors, well, well, the science says this, the science says that. Your science is bullshit. Your science is saying the stupidest shit. Your science said that we were going to be all underwater 20 years ago. Your science said that the ozone was going to be completely gone. Your science said that the ice age was coming. Your science says all this bullshit that's all wrong. Your science said 2 million people were going to die if we did nothing about COVID-19. Then your science said hundreds of thousands of people were going to die even with lockdowns. Now your science says says 60,000 will die. Now your science says if we just acted a couple weeks earlier, only 6,000 would have died. I call bullshit on all this science. What is this science? I get their projection models. I get it. But guess what? The projections were off by over 90%. The projections are almost wrong every single time. They don't even come close to any facets of reality. Why is any of this credible anymore? Why are the scientists credible? Is this a political motive? Is there a reasoning behind us getting all this bullshit? Or is it because... These, it's either these, these scientists and these modelers and these doctors are all actual idiots or they have political motives. Regardless, they all should be fired, defunded. Their PhD should be shredded. Defunded. I don't know if I said that already. They, they should be gone. Off the face of the earth. I want to see them pump up my gas at the nearest 7-Eleven. I don't care. Or, or maybe we can put them at the Tesla charging stations and they can plug my Tesla in for me. Maybe that'll be better suited for them because they're not suited for these massive projection models that are account for massive worldwide public policy off of some BS. Then they just try to cover their ass with some more b- bullshit projection models. I try my best not to curse in these shows. I try my best not to insult people, but it's... I think I'm going to start doing I want to get the emotions out there because I know you guys feel the same way. You're like, what the, what, the, what the fuck is going on? What is going on? I'm sitting back. I'm watching all this stuff. I'm educating my girlfriend. I'm trying to educate my family because they're worried. They're only getting their information on the bare surface level. And, you know, sometimes I got to sit down and I got to explain it to them and I got to lay it all out. This is what we got. This is what's going on. This is what they're telling us. This is what we're doing. This is why we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I should be governor. <laughs> Jeez. And you know what? I feel bad because I think they kind of duped Trump. Some very smart people, as Trump said, came into his office and told them what, what needed to be done. And I think they kind of duped him. And the problem is you got more than half the country knocking down his doors saying to shut the country down or do social distancing. And then because the media put him into fear and then politically Trump had no choice politically he had no choice but to take the actions he took so I don't blame him we just need to open up the country ASAP and I think he was really smart to leave it up to the the governors to reopen up because then none of that stuff falls on him Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on, do whatever you got to do. Shoot me a text, 917-540-8768.
Yeah, that's the number. Just shoot me a text. You can stay updated. Subscribe to the podcast, America the Podcast, on all the podcast apps. And send, send it to your friend if you can. Send the podcast to your friends. It'll help me out a lot. If you're listening on Apple, rate it five stars because all the leftists, they are spamming one star. So if you can help me out there, that'll help out a lot. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, you can, you can get out of here now. Shoo. Shoo, stop listening. Peace.